And we are back with another episode of From the Rafter. Sam and I are here recording on Monday, January 17th. Uh, and things are looking up again. I, I say hesitantly because I don't want to I don't want to jinx it, but this is probably the best basketball the Celtics have been playing in a long while, right? In terms of at least wins. Yeah. And um well they've played a bunch of bad teams. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, like I mean this is we we did our predictions uh, a couple episodes and ago I have towards them. the beginning of the month. I am one hundred percent besides the two games that they crap themselves in, Spurs and Knicks. Let me find those. We can, we can, we can kick off the show missed. with that. Let me what see. When was that? When was that? I said we can kick off the show with like seeing where we're uh, at right now. I mean, it's all, it's only been like a week or so, but must, I wanna... it was before the Spurs game because they'd already <laughs> uh, yeah. won. All right. Um, <clears throat> can't find it there. It must have been under podcast. Was it the third? Yeah. Okay. I got it. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yep. Yeah, so I predicted. What game did they just play? They just played New Orleans, and yep. you had them being one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, seven and one. Yep. And I had them being six and two, and they're five and three or six and yeah. two. Five and three. <laughs> five and three. Philly, which I mean, Knicks, not Spurs. ideal, but not bad. It's improved. It's improved. They really should have won uh, the Knicks and Spurs game. I mean, Philly, they just got their ass handed to them. <laughs> I agree, but since that first Knicks game, things have looked a lot better. They've yep. won, what is that, one, two, three, four, five of their last six at this point, yep. and that, like you said, the Philly game being the only dud in there, that's that's progress, man. I mean, they're, I saw, I've seen a lot of things, and I, like you said it at the start of the episode, they've played quote-unquote bad teams, whatever. They, they shouldn't have. have to be fighting, they shouldn't have to be fighting with these teams in the fourth quarter, but... I mean, regardless of that, the point is they're showing up in the fourth quarter. That itself yes, is are. progress. Like you got, you got to look at the positives. You can't sit here all season and say like, "Oh, they suck." Like they stink. They stink. At least they're getting better. They're get like you. You can't like if you sit here and talk about the negatives all season, you're gonna have a bad time. And then at that point, you're just looking to have a bad time. Look at the positives. The team is growing. It, when there are positives, take the chance to appreciate them. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Sean Grandy put it out um, yesterday. Yeah. It was like before these last the last week or so they were eleven yeah, yeah. Or, or two and eleven in games mm-hmm. decided by five or less. Last week they are two and zero oh, Pacers yep. and Chicago. Yep. So that's progress. The Pacers game they squandered a lead. However, they did close the regulation and obviously they won in overtime. But they closed regulation. Uh, on a bit of a run to get themselves in position to tie the game. And they did. Tatum hit a big shot. They went into overtime one. Uh, Chicago. That was a back and forth game. They were up a little bit early. But, I mean, you never really, especially like, uh, it wasn't like a massive, massive lead. It was maybe like 10 or 12 or something like that. It was 12, I think. I think it was 12. Okay. And then they nearly give that one away. They did. They, they tried. didn't play horrible <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Really, it was just like Chicago. The last was couple a lot minutes, better. The last couple minutes, they played real well. They closed yeah, the game on an eight. Yeah, and then the eight. last couple minutes, absolutely, like they they played well and they closed the game on an eight to nothing run, which I don't know is something they've done at all this season. Like they've really had a strong close to a game that was convincing to win in regulation. Like even if you want to like point yeah. fingers, okay, the Pacers game they probably closed pretty well. 
the Magic game, they closed well with Jalen Brown getting 50. Uh, the yep. first Knicks game, they closed pretty well in regulation to force overtime, but they obviously didn't win. Yep. Like, there have been little spurts of games where they've been all right at the end, but it's had to go to overtime. And they now, usually don't win them. And they, and they don't, don't win. win those. Now they're starting to put it together a little bit. Like, that Chicago... Chicago's down, Caruso, Lonzo Balls, Levine. Yeah, and it's absolutely true. But DeRozan has been the hottest guy in the league probably in the fourth quarter. They had to deal with him. He had 14 fourth quarter points. Mm -hmm. He was making everything. They made adjustments. Vucevic Vucevic was fantastic. Might have been the best guy on the floor all day. Mm -hmm. And they closed that game. Did Chicago get two wide open looks on the last possession? Absolutely, they did. (laughs) But they they did did not make them. So the Celtics walked away with a win. Rob Williams might have had the last six points. And it's not the last six. He had six of the last eight because he made four free throws and he had lobbed dunk. Yep. Yep. Big. big He was was clutch at the line. 66% for the year made all four. Good for him. Mm -hmm. And one thing that stuck out to me in the Chicago game was Tatum was not like great, but he had a really big block down the stretch and forth. He was phenomenal on defense. Yeah. Great on defense. That was like another like silver lining to that game, even though they won. So it doesn't necessarily need a silver lining, but another positive takeaway from that is he looked really engaged and you could see the effort was there. You know, they went into Philly, they got mopped like it was really bad. They came out kind of hot, and then after that, like 25 to 2, 26 to 2, or something like that, the run, it was never close again. Uh-huh. They came out, played differently Saturday in Chicago, played well today against New Orleans. They came out slow, as expected in the matinee. I don't know what you would, Tim had to say. On in the both pre-game. of them, they came out slow. They kind of they came out, came out yes, slow in both did. of them. Yep. Tim mentioned the matinee game in the pregame, but they've actually won their only matinee game this year. It was the Suns game. So. It was the Suns. <laughs> Wasn't much to say, but that Philly game, I was actually out to dinner with my dad, my sister, and my sister's boyfriend. Right, so I was watch. I started the game on my phone because they didn't have it on any of the TVs, oh. which was egre- It was at Chili's, which was egregious. Like, really? How do you, you not can a- just ask them? Like, hey, put the we game did, on? we did, we did, we did. But th- that's my point. I started on the TV. They had like Manhattan versus a different college on the TV instead. So we were like, turn that off. Like what? So we had them put it on, and I had to. Sw- we switched. Me and my dad switched sides of the booth so we could watch the game. By the time they put it on the TV instead of my phone, the Celtics were down like eighteen. Like, yeah. like we, it, it was a mess. <clears throat> like, it, I had nothing. I, I couldn't watch too closely, obviously, because I was out at dinner <clears throat> with family. But I saw on my phone, Grant looks terrible, and I hated that. <laughs> hated to see that. Obviously, I mean, you can look at the box score and see how bad Schroeder was. Like, even the box score watchers know. It, it was just a mess. Like, no one played well that night, from what I'm aware. I, I caught a couple clips afterwards, but um, Brown was okay. Not ideal. He had a nice stretch. Pritchard was good. (laughs) Not the way you want to play, though, overall. No, bad game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which happens. Mm -hmm. But with this team, it doesn't feel like it's one of those things where it happens. It seems like it's more of the routine. But they've won five out of six. Yep. Um, Grant bounced back, if not yet, on Saturday. Definitely today. Had a quick 8-0 run by himself in the first quarter today. Oh, Electric. Back to back threes comes down, throws down a dunk. <laughs> Should have seen me, man. Uh, and that that second three was like not even a Grant three. It was like a real three. If you know, I mean, they're all real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it was like <clears throat> pull up on the wing. You know, looked off the pass, confident. 
I, I love Grant Williams, man. And I, I see it all the time on Twitter. You know, I, I said something about Grant on Twitter. Someone replied, Grant just sucks. I'm sorry. You have to hear it from me. Or what did it even say? Let me go look at my replies because it, it was one of the most I don't know like, why things. people still like think he sucks. Like, yeah, he's definitely I, I replied, not like, a bad player. He plays good defense. No, he's pretty reliable from three. He's kind of cooled off a little bit over the last week or so. But that happens. Mm-hmm. I, I was replying to Keith's tweet. Someone said like Grant, like he's never been any better than the day he was drafted or something. And Keith was like, like keep being wrong. It's working out for you. And I said the unwavering hate, uh, unwavering Grant haters are my least favorite version of fans. Just say you don't watch the game, please. Someone responded to me saying Grant Williams blows. Sorry, that's hard for you. And it's just like, tell me you don't watch the games without telling me you don't watch the games. Like how, how are you getting, he's legitimately been probably what the sixth best player on the team this year. One of the top three, most consistent, right. And he he even had a slump and I can still say that confidently. Yeah. It's crazy. And you know, I'm going to call him out because hopefully we can have him back on the show soon. Timmy G man. I'm, I'm, I'm a cute fighting you friend of the show. You know, good buddy of ours. Love, love him. Love you, Timmy G. We appreciate you. I don't get it. I'm going to have to pick your brain next time we have you on the show. Hopefully it's soon. Uh, but yeah, I need to, cause he tweeted at me during the eight Oh run. Like he was like, he, he Jack, how you doing after the eight Oh run? And I mean, we're, it's all in good fun. Like it is what it is, but like, come on, man. How you, he, he wouldn't even I call him by his, his name. commitment to disliking Grant. <laughs> I guess, I suppose. I don't know. Al Horford was um, also great today. He that's what I was going to much in the second half, but that's what I was going to bring up. He, Udoka closed the game with freedom over Al Horford. Well, it never really got close after that. You know, he... but still, like, you're leaving the starters in. Obviously, Al's in the decline. Like, I mean, you can see it. And it, he started off the season he doesn't so need to hot. be out there logging extra minutes at this point. Yeah, I guess. He gave you a really um, anyway, good first half. He made some threes he today. He hit a couple threes. He did. He did. That, that'll come back. I, I just can't imagine. Ah. Uh... I don't what do you, know. It's just a jump shot. It's not it's not like he's not dunking on people anymore. And it's like, oh, yeah, he's going to start dunking on people all of a sudden. I know, like, but it hasn't really different. been there all season. Like, it he's was a little right bit to times. start the year. But it's just, I don't know. And, and he does, the thing is, I don't think Horford has to be an elite three-point shooter no. to be effective. In order to be effective on the Celtics, maybe. Like, because you need that shooting. But that's just because they don't have any shooters in general outside of Grant and, you know, Josh Richardson or... Dennis Schroeder every third game for some reason because he just gets hot and that, that's something else I wanted to talk about I, I wrote my first edition of the Celtics Sunday notebook I'm just gonna be like throwing my thoughts in an article for Bannertown and a, a section of it was Dennis Schroeder's highs and lows right because you look at last week uh last week being Pacers Pacers Sixers Bulls right first Pacers game Smart was there but Schroeder was horrendous he didn't make a shot right Second Pacers game was phenomenal. Scored like 20-something points, had some assists, shot efficiently. Sixers game didn't make a shot, had one point throughout the whole night. And then you look at the Bulls and the Pelicans games, and he was phenomenal again. So it's confusing to me because I've seen both sides of it. I've seen, oh, you know, the side I usually take is, oh, Schroeder can only be effective when this player, this player, or this player is on the court. Like I, I was saying it to myself today when I was getting frustrated. Schroeder is a fine second option. He's even an okay third option, but he's not the fourth option. He cannot be the fourth option because if you have Smart, you have Jalen, and you have Marcus on the floor, and I'm not saying that Schroeder should be a fourth scoring option 
over Marcus. I'm saying if you have those other three guys on the floor, the ball is going to be there in, in their hands over Schroeder yep. for the majority of the time. And you can't play Smart and Schroeder together. You've seen that. But at the same time, Schroeder play, has played really well over the past week outside of those two games. But those two games have been so bad that it's confusing. And I, I don't know if you saw the clip of Schroeder after today's game. I'm assuming you did. Um, did I didn't did get see to see much after the game. I worked today. Okay, so Gary Washburn basically asked him, you know, you had a rough game here, good game here, blah, blah, blah. You're starting to get comfortable. And Schroeder clapped back at him. He he was like very feisty. I, I want to find a quote so I don't uh, misconstrue. While you look for that, I if <clears> I'm going to hypothesize, but... one, the first bad game you can attribute it, him and Smart don't play well together because they kind of have to play similar to be effective. But also yep. – my, I mean, this doesn't really equate for the second Pacers game, but they have Miles Turner in the paint. He's a decent rim protector. Same with Embiid. They really struggled Friday because they did not want to go in the inside against him. So I, I personally think Schroeder's the best when he's able to get to the rim because he's quick. And when he has to play against those big guys that block shots, he struggles. Sorry, yeah, I, I was just finding it. So Gary Washburn essentially said, like, yo, like, are you starting to feel comfortable? And he said, like, what are you talking about? Like, that's a stupid question. Next question. He goes, are you from Philly or do you work for Boston? He goes, I cover the Celtics. He goes, well, that's a stupid question. What do you like? What do you want? And he goes, well, you, you played. He, he said, like, did I not play well enough tonight? And he goes, no, you, I mean, you played fine. I'm just asking you if you're comfortable. He goes, well, I obviously didn't play good enough for you. Next question. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> OK, Dennis. No, this I mean, was and, Friday. After the game today. No, this is today. Oh, OK. <laughs> So and and Schroeder played great today. I'm not like saying Schroeder didn't play well, but well, Gary Washington obviously like that's obviously you're framing a question, you know, to try to get him to talk about his struggles, which no player wants to do. Um, and at the same time, like Dennis is sitting there, like, okay, dude, I just played well. What do you want from me? Like, why are you bringing up a bad Philly game? And Dennis was like, I mean, yeah, we all struggled that game. We didn't come out ready to play. Like, it was bad, but you know, I'm just happy to get which, a win. And he said, which by the way said, is remarkable. Um, that yeah. they didn't come it, ready to play against Philadelphia. Like that's yes. and that was like something I was like hot about too. Mm-hmm. You know, how how do you not show up for that game? That is a big rivalry game against a team that's somewhat close to you in the standings. You need to be there and to not come out and not respond when they go on a run is bad. However, mm-hmm. they kind of redeemed it over the last couple games, so I'm not gonna harp on it too much. But they need to be able to consistently find that fire. We've seen it in the last couple games that I would say are like big games going back to that mm-hmm. Lakers game in L.A. when they kind of fumbled it too. like they showed up and didn't play. Really I'll say bad. this. Yeah. And I'll say this. And I don't think I don't think you'll like this because I, I, I know the type of guy you are and the type of statements like etc we've, we've spoken for long enough i don't think they give a shit about rivalries anymore sam and uh, i'm yeah, not i'm not should. defending that i i know i know i know i'm just saying like i don't think they're sitting out there like oh, okay this is the philadelphia 76ers we fucking hate these guys they're just uh, well, in their that's minds, not like, even I, what it is i agree with at you least with the, the 76ers the with the lakers it is it is like that that's how it should be mm-hmm. the sixers is a team this group of guys has played against in two playoff series yep. and has had some incredible regular season series against. There is absolutely yep. no way that that game is meaningless to them. I know what you mean. And 
in in the sense of they're close in the standings, they definitely should have showed up to play better. And and there's no excuse for playing like that. Like that was one of the probably easily one of their worst games of the season. That was bad. Um, anyways, uh, we can get back on track. Celtics are in tenth place right now, Sam. They're above five hundred for the first time since December seventh. Uh, over a while. It has. They've teetered on that edge. Um, they are now half a game back of the eight seed. Um, one and a half game back to the seven seed and only three games out of the six seed, which is the 76ers, which like you said, probably would have helped if they came out to play that game. But <clears throat> regardless, again, like we keep saying five and six in the last seven, five and one in the last six games. Sorry. Uh, and they've, they've got a chance here. I mean, the, the next few games, um, Charlotte's a good team. They're not a good defense, but they're, they're a solid team. They're not like obviously upper echelon, but they're a solid team. Portland's not a good team. <laughs> I'll say Portland's bad. Washington, Washington has been terrible lately. <clears throat> the Kings are not consistent. The Hawks are not consistent, although they always manage to beat up on the Celtics for some reason. And then they have the Pelicans again. So what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six very winnable games. Very, very winnable they games. They should so, not lose any of those games. This is, this is the eight no stretch I was prophesizing. You've already got the first two in the bag. <laughs> You have six more ahead of you. Take care of business. Charlotte is going to be a tough one Wednesday. Fine. Come to play. You're at home. Garden, they've been 15-8 and eight so far this season after starting 0-3. So if you really want to go back, they're 15-5 in their last 20 at the Garden. They've been good at home. They need to come out to play. That Charlotte team is a good team. They run. They're quick. They play with energy. You have they to do. match that. You're playing at home. Come to play. They have the most – the Celtics have the most home wins in the NBA right now. Yeah. How's Come that? to play. Come exactly. to play. This is a big game. They're close so, to the standings just just like uh, Philly is. Yep. Then you have Portland, bad team. Who's mm-hmm. after that? Washington. Sacramento? Washington, Washington. Washington, bad. Sacramento, bad. Atlanta, bad. I mean – You predicted an L in that game. I did because the they're at game. Atlanta where they have been good. But you should still come out mm-hmm. and play. Mm-hmm. Then New Orleans again, which, again, not a good team. Bad. Bad. So you got a real chance here. You got a real chance to end the, the month on a high note, get things revved up for the trade deadline, which I do want to talk about in a little bit again, just because as we inch closer, we got to bring it up at least, you know, get, get a little feeler trade deadline check in as I, <clears throat> excuse me, said it or wrote it down in my notes. But yeah, I mean, they're looking real good. Um, I want to talk about Ime Udoka a little bit because he's been a constant topic of conversation lately. Uh, those quotes after the Knicks loss of, you know, do you want me to stop momentum and call a play, et cetera? Me, like, yeah, what momentum is what no I do? <laughs> no, it's not even like the part about like if he wants, like, I know that part you don't even have to get to. It's more like, do you, what momentum do you have? You, you're giving up, a, you're in the midst of giving up a 25 point lead. You don't have the momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's the quote of, no matter what lineup we ran out there, we wouldn't have much shooting. Meanwhile, Josh Richardson and Grant Williams are sitting on the bench. And my thing is, he's gotten better, right? I would say Udoka's gotten better, has improved over this past week of basketball. Um, you know, I said this on the podcast with Jimmy, the quotes of saying, you know, oh, I just threw Josh and Grant out there for size and defense. That was a little weird to me. I, I think, you know, obviously, I guess he's not going to own up to it, but... Um, He's made improvements. He hasn't played Samart and Schroeder together since, really. 
Uh, he's taken accountability more. I mean, after the Philly game, he goes, we've got to do a better job getting our guys ready to play against a tough opponent, a rival. They're Philadelphia. Uh, they are oh, sorry. They're obviously coming off a loss. They played a little harder than we did. It's on me. So he's taking, uh, you know, more accountability for the team's play. Um, but overall, I think Udoka has been much better in this past week, at the very least in managing the rotations a little bit. Well, yeah, it's it's tough when you have these guys in there in the lineup like Smart's been out, but it's nice to yeah. get to see a little bit more Pritchard, a little bit more Neesmith than under the circumstances. Neesmith was all right today. He played hard. Nice dunk in transition. Mm-hmm. Played a lot of the fourth quarter. Which is good. Like, good for Neesmith. Like, he needs to be out there as much as, um, you know, the game allows them to have him out there. Yep. If he's playing well enough to be out there, it's great. And if they have the opportunity to have him out there, in a uh you know game that's not close also great but i like to see him play meaningful minutes we saw last year he was able to get comfortable and then the new season started new coaching staff he kind of had to start at square one again but as far as yudoka goes um yeah man the rotations are nice it's nice seeing some of these guys out there i mean Cantor played a lot of minutes today but (laughs) Hey, it worked, I guess. It well, was, uh, I think you can get away. With, uh, I think. That's what I was gonna say. You can get away with playing Cantor when you're you're playing a big that like bangs yeah. down low a lot. I, I you could probably see him against like Stephen Adams, which is yep. somebody we talked about um, before we hopped on here. But yeah, uh, I, I like what Udoka's been doing. Uh, I think it's been a lot better. So shout out to him. Basically, is what I'm saying. Um, shout out Robert Williams as well. I just had yes. a, his second child. Came a dad for Perhaps the second Robert time. Robert Williams the fourth. There you go. Congratulations. I think he named the kid actually. I think it's Hendrix is the name, oh. which is it's kind of sick name. <laughs> That's kind of a dope name. Uh, I enjoy it. Uh, maybe not by your expression, but I think it's a cool name. No, um, no. I uh, <laughs> th- that had nothing to do with the name. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, I had, gotcha. I had a cut on my leg and uh, ah, notice. Um, I did. I was listening to a little bit of the Garden Report though with uh, John Zanis, Bobby Manning, you know, Bobby Manning, friend of the show, and they talked about how Wednesday's game could be a g- big game for Rob. Um, national TV, which you're not going to like, but um, well, national TV. I don't think that means his exclusive rights though. Like it'll still be on Is NBC. It not? No, oh, okay. no, no. Anyways, big game for Rob. Um, like you said, Charlotte plays with a lot. A lot of energy. They're very yep. fast. They just beat the Knicks today. Miles Bridges put good. up a career high thirty-eight points. Yes, good. Um, so they're they're good. Lamelo Ball didn't play today. I don't think, or if he did, he played very limited minutes. He was uh, he's just not feeling well, so he should be ready to go for Wednesday, of course. Um, but yeah, which is probably for the good best because if he doesn't play, they probably screw around and lose. Yeah, but Charlotte's a great offense. They're a horrendous defensive team. They. They ball watch a lot. They, you know, the effort's not there. They miss rotations. They don't communicate. They're a mess on the defensive end, but their offense is a, is a problem. So that'll be a big, big time Rob game because their their starting center is Mason Plumley. Uh, after that, it goes to PJ Washington, and after that, it's kind of nothing, right? They don't really. It's Nick Richards and Vernon Carey. So, I saw that PJ Washington yeah. was potentially being shopped. Yeah. Now, what do you think of that? Yeah. Um, I think P- PJ's all right. He he's solid. I don't. He can shoot. He can. He's shooting like forty two percent from three this year. Um, I don't know if the Celtics would have anything of interest to the Hornets, who are actively trying to improve as well. 
So I, I you couldn't get away with giving they them got, like, uh, a third uh, Cantor sitting around. <laughs> you just talked about how they yeah, don't have no. any bigs down in Charlotte. And, uh... Yeah, I also talked about how the Hornets are terrible on defense, so I don't really think Cantor's the mold that they're searching for. Saw Cantor walk up today. Uh, again, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really know about that one. Uh, I don't think they'd be of interest. But uh, I mean, hey, if you want to start talking a little trades, I do have some some stuff to uh, it's a little trade deadline check in. Again, we don't have to eleven games to get still a deadline. You've got Schroeder <laughs> mm-hmm. playing well all of a sudden. But does that mean you don't trade him? Because I don't think it does. I think you still uh, have to trade him. It means you better get something for him. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you saw it that the Celtics floated, quote unquote, a trade offer at the Suns. I did not of, see that. But it was a Jalen Smith. Yeah, it was Schroeder for Smith. That's the trade no. offer they floated. Well, no, they didn't officially offer it. They were just like, this is our idea. Like, you know, let us know. I, 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 I would do that. I would love like, that. Eh. Of course, I agree with you. See but, um, that that's the know. kind of deal, and I know it's probably not super common, like not a lot of situations where that might work. But like, yeah, when I'm thinking about if you're going to get rid of Schroeder, you want to do it and get something back, not just picks. Yes, Smith has an expiring, which is tough. But yeah, if you're giving up a guy that is productive for you sometimes, right? Like he is really, really good sometimes. We've seen. Three yep. games in the last week where he was fantastic. Okay. Don't give him up for nothing. Like, he has value to somebody. I know, I know. And that, that's that's exactly the point. You have, you have to try to find the right trade. But if you can't find it, I think you still do dump him for picks. Like, I don't think you keep him for the rest of the season. And I know it that's depends what you think take, over but... the next month. It depends how well he plays, how well he plays when smart comes back, how well I, I don't think I even care. I don't think I even care because I'd still like Oh, I do. If Especially he's gone, if I'd still like winning. Pritchard. You still have Pritchard though. Like, you still, I, you I, absolutely I still have Pritchard. Pritchard might be a better fit, and I kind of agree with that. But there are things Schroeder does well too. And we've seen a little bit of that. Know. Maybe he is getting more comfortable, uh, even though he did not like that. But you haven't really seen it with a fully healthy team, which you is concerning not. to me. Which, which is, is something you want to look for before the deadline. Yes. Unless you're going to get <clears throat> something worth it back. Now, if you get Jalen Smith back, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Because then you really don't have to play freedom, canter, whatever. You know, like you really yep. don't have to. How tall is Jalen Smith? 6'11", 6'10"? 6'10", yeah, I think so. Yeah, so he's in Cantor is what, 6'11", 7 feet? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Smith gives you a different look, too. Smith gives you a different look, too. Oh, he he can can shoot. shoot. Yeah, (laughs) that's great. And he's a decent defender. He's been putting up good numbers recently, right? Like, he's... Well, actually, maybe... Maybe he can't shoot. He shoots twenty three percent. So he 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 he's willing it. to shoot. Yeah. We'll say he's willing to shoot. We'll we'll bring back to that. That's something um, they can work on. I mean, I used to always say when Brad was the coach, like, oh, like Brad typically really works on these guys, makes them better shooters. We don't know what the case is anymore. It's not his team, but yeah. Let me let me look for Jalen Smith's. Uh, these are stats for the last fifteen games. Is what I'm looking at. Last fifteen games, averaged nine points, forty six percent from the field, twenty seven percent from three. Seven rebounds, uh, almost a block. So not, I mean, it's not, not bad. bad. He's still young. The only issue with that is you have to extend him too, and I bet that there are probably going to be a lot of teams who would probably overpay for what the Celtics can pay. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is uh, the issue with Schroeder, but at the same time, like you have to weigh it as a position of need. Someone I'd still like to see, and I know I've gotten scoffed at. Jeff Green. I love Jeff Green. 
and I really genuinely think he would help the Celtics. And I, I know the history um, <clears throat> to some degree. Obviously, he didn't win with Jeff Green when he was in Boston, et cetera, et cetera. Jeff Green's been good for the Nuggets this year. He's been really good. And the fact that, you know, the Celtics have already shown some interest in him, you know, tells me that it's a possible trade. And I'll, I'll read you his stats. I'm trying to pull him up right here. Um, over the last 15 games, Jeff Green, I don't know why it's not popping up. This is frustrating me. He's averaging around 10 points per game, shooting around 52% from the field and 35% from three. I mean, you talk about, you know, quote unquote shooting with size. Obviously he's not ideal yet. Or I'm sorry, I undersold him. 13 points a game, 57% from the field, 35% from three, three rebounds, uh, one and a half assists. Like, in 25 minutes a night on nine shots and three threes that's like those are good numbers right and he's obviously a veteran and he's not going to be a long-term solution but if you're talking about a guy you could get back for schroeder and maybe also get a second that's not a bad deal because the nuggets don't have ball handling right and you look at other teams i mean the mavericks obviously if you want to trade him for dorian finney smith i'd love that as well because i really like dorian finney smith too um there's guys around the league i think that are also in similar situations that you know, Celtics probably wouldn't be able to re-sign them in the offseason. Jeff, Jeff Green, I think, has another year on his deal after this one. But I think there are guys out there you could probably bring back for Schroeder that would at least play the rest of this season and probably be a better fit on this Celtics team. At the very least, to test out what type of players you should be putting around the Jays. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think if you're trading Schroeder, I'd really like a player back. Because... Yeah, if you don't I, think Schroeder's a good saying. fit, which is fine, and there's yep. plenty of evidence to that, you would be getting someone back you might think is a better fit. And this team yes. needs pieces to put into the puzzle instead of, mm-hmm. or I guess you should say round pegs for round holes instead of square pegs for round holes. Probably a better <laughs> way of me putting it. That's but a good way of putting it. Schroeder might be a square peg, and that doesn't mean he's not a good fit for uh, you know square holes, but. Celtics might not have square holes, so you got to find some circles. And I know exactly holes. what you're saying. Yes, I, I I got you. I understand. Um, I want to play. We you know we got a little time left in the pod. Uh, I want to play a little bit. <laughs> this sounds weird. Of trade deadline bingo, Sam. Trade deadline um, bingo. Okay. Eric, bingo might not even be the right word. I want you to tell me the type of player you'd want to see around the Jays, right? And I'm gonna look at. You know, so you could say like, oh, ideally, probably someone who shoots like this percent from three or someone, you know, plays this many minutes, this position, whatever. And I'm going to find you options. Right. And so we're, we're just going to do a trade deadline check. And if you know what I'm saying, you know, we've got a few okay. weeks to the deadline. You tell me the type of player, you know, I've got NBA.com pulled up. I can search stats. I can search, you know, in the last 15 games. If you want someone who's hot right now, I can search by age. If you want to, you know, get a younger player, veterans, etc. So you give me stats and we can do it a few different times or whatever. Uh, and I'll give you some options out there. Obviously, not all of them are going to be realistic because it's just based on stats. But, you know, hit, hit me up and I have some filters that I can put in the NBA.com. And you can, you know, we, we can we can find some trade some trade targets without just having to go through the big bulky list. So <clears throat> what are you looking for, Sam? Well, you're going to have to. First one is shooting. Okay. So Make it easier what, on what these guys they... when they're trying to create shots inside the arc, trying to get to the basket. If you got shooting, defense can't collapse as much. Probably a little bit more so efficient numbers from the Jays. What's what's your threshold from three then? What do you want them shooting this 36, season? 37? 37, yeah. All right, we'll throw in 37% from three as the, the target for now. 
Alrighty. Wow, LeBron James is shooting 37% from three. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> I didn't well, expect I sure that. Um, <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Uh, what other filters? What else you got? Uh, well, those players should probably be a wing. Or they could play good defense. Okay. Um, do we want to put it? What do we want to put in that for that then? Maybe like steals uh, or minutes per game. How many minutes per game are you looking for this guy to play? 15, 20, maybe 25. They're really good. Efficient. So, so we'll say at least 15 minutes, but less than 30 minutes. Cause you don't really, I mean, you're not really looking for a starter, right? Right. Yeah. No, probably not. <laughs> All right. 15 to 30 minutes. Um, Anything else? I've got three point percentage, the minutes threshold. You, you said you want a good defender. We can iron that out ourselves from the list because there's no really statistic okay. to, uh, to prove that. No, no, no. Um, I'm good. That's good for stats. Uh, any age? Any age you're looking for? I mean, preferably younger, but it doesn't really matter. All right. That's so something we'll, we can we'll go. All right. Um, on the list, number one, Christian Wood. You know? That would be around, fantastic, yeah. but they don't have anything to give for him. Oh, this is in the last – sorry, this is the last 15 games. Let me change Okay, that. Christian Wood is still valid on the list, though. He's been <clears throat> solid this year. Uh, on the season, number one player on the list is Desmond Bain. That stings. Uh, that hurts <laughs> That hurts a little bit. He surely um, would have got all those minutes he gets in Memphis. It's all Celtics. relative. Of course, it's all relative. Uh, Buddy Heald on the list, obviously. He's that there has been him. the name thrown around, but I don't know. I think to get him, you're going to have to pay a lot. I don't think they want to do it. I don't know if yep. I do either. Gotcha. Eric Gordon is on the list. No, he makes – if he fit in the TPE, yes, but he doesn't. Gotcha. Um, looking down here, both Kemba and Fournier are on the list. That's funny. Um, take Kobe, Kobe White's on the list. It's an interesting one. I don't know if they're going to want to get rid of him. I mean – They are. They're, they're, they're rumored to be making him available in the right trades. I'd trade him for Schroeder. <laughs> I don't know if the Bulls would be interested in that one. Um, Cam Reddish is on the list. <laughs> there you go. That's a tough one, man. That would have been a good one for the Celtics to go get. I guess they mm-hmm. can't extend him or pay him or whatever, but it was free, so. Yep. Yep. Max Struess on the list for you. Struess, there you go. How's that? Averaging 12 this year on 42% threes. What's Duncan Robinson doing this year? <clears throat> really? Nothing. Might lose a starting spot soon. Oh my goodness, Duncan! And he gets paid a lot of money. He does get paid a That's lot. That's too of bad. Money. I actually like him. I do too. He's a good dude. He's I legitimately really like Dennis, uh, Duncan Robinson so much that I screwed up <clears> his <throat> name. <laughs> no, yeah, he uh, he he's struggling. He's bringing it back. I think he's shooting like thirty five percent from three now, which isn't bad, right? He's not like shooting horrendously anymore, but he's not seventeen million. I'd take him on the Celtics, but not for how much money does he make actually? Seventeen. 17 maybe 18 maybe 19 let me let me let me look let me i don't want to get your hopes up i think he might be uh good old tpe 15.5 15 15.5 and then it's i'm seeing what i can do with that tpe it's 15.5 this year 16.9 the next year 18.1 the year after that 19.4 the year after that and then a non and then a not fully guaranteed 19.8 in 25 he's gonna be on an eric gordon contract yeah. eventually i mean you love duncan robinson though i know you love duncan robinson well he's local too he's from here mm-hmm. yeah yes he is. i would like that i i don't know how if you want to pay him that much money but if he fits in the tpe I don't know how the money works with the TP, but I'm pretty sure that's just dead cash you have sitting around. 
He does. He does. It just means you don't have to match salary to trade for him. You can just absorb him into the TBE. Well, wouldn't that be fantastic so. if they just brought in yeah. Duncan Robinson? <laughs> there you go. Um, who else fits under that? Doug McDermott. I don't know how open the Spurs would be to trading him, but he fits. Well, into the Spurs that are just really trying to win a title. So. <laughs> yeah, my my point is more that they just signed him. Um, let's see, Herb Jones. Celtics just played him today. Uh, but they're not going to trade him. Bryn Forbes, common name Bryn we've Forbes. brought up. It's a Jack Bryn guy. Forbes. <clears throat> that is a me guy. I do love me some Bryn Forbes. Uh, PJ Washington, a new Sam guy maybe on the list. I just think that would be interesting. <laughs> like He's like a solid player. He, he's he killed the Celtics. He's he's big. He can shoot. He's technically <laughs> like a forward, right? Like He really isn't naturally yeah, a, four a center, five. but they have to use him. Yeah, he's a 4-5. Like, that would be pretty nice. It would be kind of tough with Grant. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, not necessarily, right? You stagger the minutes correctly. That'd be your new four man big rotation. It would cut Ennis out is the point. <clears throat> right. That, that, that's that, why I if I'm the least. Celtics, that's something I'm looking into and seeing mm-hmm. what they want. Yep. Yep. Um, Kessler Edwards is on the list. And I just wanted to bring that up because he is, is, he's one of the guys at the start of the year that in the draft, I was like, Oh, I like this guy. And you guys are like, yeah, okay, Jack, shut the fuck up. Well, I just don't – I still don't know who he is. I'm sure his stats are nothing short of spectacular. He's on the Nets, averaging eight points a night in 21 games, um, 45% from the field, 43% from three. Okay. So, not too bad. Uh, Tyus Jones, a name I brought up. I don't know how willing the – Grizzlies? Grizzlies, sorry, would be up – would be willing to give them up. I don't think they the Grizzlies are... are really going to be looking to get rid of anybody. The way they're <laughs> yeah, playing. no, they're, they're it ain't broke. absurd. Do not Good for the Grizzlies, correct. man. <clears throat> I can't. You can't really hate on the Grizzlies, can you? No, you, you can't. Cannot. You can't hate them. Shout out. Jaws a good uh, player. Yep. Kyle Guy. There's a name that the Miami Heat signed to a 10-day contract who is yes. now <laughs> shooting 45% for three for them. There you go. Of course he is. Of course he is. Uh, Corey Joseph. Can I interest you in a Corey Joseph? <laughs> I'm still thinking about Duncan Robinson. Like, imagine him like teaching <laughs> these guys to cut off the ball, like, and actually move without the ball. That'd yeah. be amazing. He's good. He's real good. You get. You gotta love uh, Duncan Robinson. Maxi Kleber. There's a name for you. Help the big, big man guy. rotation out a little bit. I don't yeah. mind Maxi on the books this year and next year for a nine mil. Not terrible. Don't Not hate too it. Bad. Fit him into the TP. Um, Dwight Powell. Is another one. Bring Former him back Celtics, to Boston. White Powell. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Kenrich Williams. You throw a first or a second. What team is he like on? I know. What is he I'm on? Let you, I'm going to let you ponder it. What team would love a pick, Sam? Who? What, te- what team would love a pick for any of their players? Oh, uh, OKC. Yeah. Or Houston. Yeah, I mean, I really Oh, he's like the guy Kenrich with Williams. the mullet. That's how I know who it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I really like... Really like me some Kenrich Williams. They call him uh, Kenny Hustle. So, I mean, talk about it's Boston averaging game. seven points, 46.5% from the field, 38% from deep, four rebounds, two assists, a steal. He just does a little bit of everything. You know, he's a wing player. Uh, only 20, I mean, he's 27 years old, so he's not like too old, not too young. Uh, I just like him. I, I really like Kenrich Williams, and I think he's under contract too. So, <clears throat> excuse me, not a bad guy. Not a bad guy you can bring around. But that's about it. Austin Reeves also on the list. Again, just another guy I'm going to keep bringing up because I just – a minor I told you so since it's, you know, I can I can have the platform to bring it up. 
I, I, on draft night, was it was I or was I not saying please God saying Celtics him? sign Austin Reeves? I was I was, I was preaching Austin Reeves. But uh, anyways, uh, that's all I got. And I, I I bet you're still probably stuck on um, Duncan Robinson. <laughs> PJ Washington is by far my favorite on that PJ. list. Yeah. So what would you give up for PJ though? And I'll I'll act as the Hornets in this deal. We we can have a mock negotiation, Sam, and I'll <laughs> we'll play this. Well, they. Definitely don't need guards because they've got Lamelo and Rogier. And... Well, they don't really have a good like. Yes, they have Rogier and Lamelo, but they usually start together. And past that, they just have like Ish Smith off the bench, who's been fine. But they could use with another guard. So I, well, I wouldn't they don't say want that, but... Schroeder. I don't know. Eh, you'd be surprised. I mean, maybe they would take like. I would put Schroeder in there. I mean, obviously he's number one to trade. Yep. Yep. Maybe like. Got... I don't know. They'd probably ask for like one of your big men, like Grant. They might ask for Grant, but I wouldn't do that. I don't know obviously. if I'd do Grant. Kind of defeats the purpose. Either. I agree. Um, I don't think they'd take like a Romeo or a Neesmith either. They really need a center is what they need. Well, they can I don't have think the Celtics have. Big man freedom. They have Bruno. I don't, th- uh, I don't think they'd be interested in any of those guys. Perhaps uh, Al Horford and they'd throw Hayward back. <laughs> I don't know about that one either. I don't think they'd be interested. Hayward's been really good for them. I know he but, knows. Um, yeah, funny, funny how that happens, right? Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. PJ would be interesting. I don't think Boston's the place that he'll end up going, though. I do. Th- he might end up being traded, but I don't think. Uh, I can't wait for it to be Boston's for like two place. second round picks. <laughs> I don't think it'll be that either. Uh, but uh, I think they're 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 going to look to make a, a bigger splash. I'd say. I think they really like Turner. Um, in Charlotte, I don't really know past that. They might make a run at Nurkic. Um, That's one they should really go after. To be honest yep. with you, I mean Portland's probably going to be a fire sale. I'm calling about <laughs> yeah. Robert Covington. Yeah, if he's not like sidelined with some injury that I don't know about. No, he's he's. I'm pretty sure he's good. Calling go. about Norman Powell. Mm-hmm. What do you think of John Collins, Sam? I like John Collins, but he's probably expensive. But like, what would you give up for John Collins? I'd probably give up. It's tough. Like I might give up smart, but if you give up smart, you have to keep Schroeder. You have to keep him and you have to play him the minute you're playing him. Mm -hmm. And you have to deal with when you think he's holding the ball too long or whatever. Yep. But in fairness, I mean, as much as we love smart, you you do deal with that with smart every once in a while as well. So it's not like it's gotten much better. It has, it has, but I'm, I'm saying like, if they call and say, "Hey, we want Marcus," like John, because John Collins isn't happy anymore. In yeah, in, I would take John lineup. Collins. Make sure big man rotation <laughs> a little bit better. Um, yeah, gives you some tough decisions though. I think if you do that, you have um, other moving pieces too. Like you're going to be sending some big man somewhere for a someone to fill in this point guard. Yeah, I mean, you could get. <clears throat> excuse me, you could ask for Delon right back. And give them something else too. No, like, like you, you know, no, like someone to actually like start for you. But I, I don't think there's that on the market right now. It's a problem. It's tough. I mean, if you wanna, <clears throat> excuse me, if you wanna get real fancy about it, and I've I've seen this somewhere. You trade Marcus and whoever else, like Schroeder, and you know something else. You give it to Dallas. You get back. You get Luca. Shut the fuck up. You get back like a uh, Kleber and someone else for salary, and you get Jalen Brunson. 
I really like Jalen Brunson. I oh, really he's like been a pain in the ass every time he. Uh... But if you bring in Jalen Brunson, here's the problem: is you have to extend him. His... No, the problem is he he plays as a scoring guard. No, he averages an okay amount of assists, and you have to also take into account that he's playing next to one of the best playmakers in the NBA. That's fair. So he doesn't he doesn't really have the chance to play make. It's like the same thing. Like you put Marcus Smart next to Kyrie, Kemba, Isaiah Thomas, and like all these ball dominant guards. He's not exactly going to average thirty assists a night. You know what I'm saying? So you you put anybody next to Luca, anybody next to LeBron, their assists are immediately going to go down, right? That's how, excuse me, that's how I see it at least. I saw something today that something along the lines of the Celtics getting Eric Gordon in exchange for like, I don't even know, for like Schroeder and Wancho, which oh, I, I would do that. I would do that in a heartbeat. <clears throat> I don't. Is his know contract up after the season? No. That's another like big contract you're gonna have though. That's a problem. Yes, and I also don't know if that's financially possible. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm ninety percent sure Eric Gordon makes like eighteen million dollars. No, he definitely does because he can't fit in that TP the He makes TP. eighteen eighteen this season, nineteen five next season, and then a what I think is a non-fully guaranteed. How long is this man's contract? I feel like we've been like talking about him for years now, and he's not like been <laughs> playing. Yeah, no, like, I know he's been saying. making all this money, and like it feels like this contract is just never ending. Yeah, because I think he signed extension or like a, a four-year extension, like two, like a year ago or something, or two years ago. But um, <clears throat> excuse me, I want to test to see if this works because I'm, I'm I don't I don't know why it would unless the Maybe the Rockets have enough cap space to take it into their into their books without it. And the logic I saw was, yeah, you'd only need to make up three extra million at that point. <clears throat> so you you lob them. Uh, could you lob them Bruno? I don't think so. Hey, Romeo. No. Oh, wait a second. If this works, you're about to you're about to have a new favorite trade idea, Sam. Let me take a look here. Um, I mean, he's old. <clears throat> he is older. He's thirty-three, so he's not like ninety, but he's, he's getting up there. I understand. Sam, the money works. If you send Wancho, Dennis, and Ennis Freedom to the Rockets, oh yeah, you can you <laughs> you can get yourself an air corn. And <clears throat> the thing I saw was you. I forget where even I saw this. It might have been Keith Smith, but I'm if it wasn't, then I apologize, and you can ignore that. The thing I saw was someone saying you might not even have to give up a pick because you'd be eating a lot of salary for the Rockets who could then use that salary elsewhere. Yeah. So I mean, you could, talk about but, free. Talk about free, though. Is it really like I'm not sure I really want Eric Gordon for two seasons. Really? That efficient shooting, dude? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think I can commit to that. Like, I think if they're going to make any move. Well, one season and then the next season isn't fully guaranteed still like if they're gonna make a move they need to i think they need to let summer come along if it's gonna be a big move that's gonna tie up their money for a while and see what they can do before they tie themselves up yeah this season is not worth salvaging your future for like i'm sorry it's not they haven't played well enough they're one game over 500 in january like it's not worth it Mm -hmm. he his contract the year after next year 
isn't guaranteed into if he's not waived by June 28th, 2023. So if they could theoretically waive him and it's not fully guaranteed. But I don't know how that works in full. It just it just depends what they want to do. It depends <clears throat> if they think they can make a move where they would have to trade a lot of people to bring in a big contract. Like there's a lot that goes into it. I think you really want to be able to evaluate all your options in the summer and see. Hey, I mean, all I'm saying, 45.5% from three is pretty intriguing to me. <laughs> That's I pretty like that remarkable. <laughs> On five threes a game in yeah. 38 games. I mean, it's that's just good. He's averaging 15 points, three assists on that shooting, 50% from the field too. Like, I mean, talk about a guy you'd want on the Celtics. And I can't imagine his usage rate's very high. Like, I have to imagine most of those are catch and shoot. Right. So, I mean, you always say, Sam, shooting is one of those things that rarely goes away with age. I say rarely because I agree. right in front of your face. But I don't know. Nope, I, I wouldn't mind that. I stand by that. Hey, if it comes to it and the Rockets want to get off his contract and they said, hey, you know, we just want to get off the money. And I mean, you that is a steep price. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd give them, you know, two. I'd give them first as well on top of that. But I don't think. First. <laughs> you said picks don't matter, though. They don't matter, but I, you can use it somewhere else. <laughs> All right. So who are your top trade options? I'll tell you mine first. It's just, see, well, if you're doing that, I'm, it's it's like up there, but I'm not like in a hurry to. I know, I know. But in the grand scheme of things, if you could make it work, I think a trade with the Mavericks for Jalen Brunson and Dorian Finney-Smith or Maxi Kleber or whatever, I'd love that. I'd love I'd, that I'm not giving up smart for that. I'm sorry. I'm not. I probably I probably would if you could get Brunson somewhat long-term. Um, and it, it would depend on if you can get Finney-Smith and Brunson long-term because they both need to be extended. John Collins as well intrigues me. I don't think That's like up. one of the few people I'd trade smart for. Mm-hmm. I, I just think don't... he's probably – go ahead, sorry. We we talked about this last time with Jimmy. Like, Smart's like the only guy that consistently cares. That means a lot more than yeah. his stats, whatever you want to like – whatever you want to throw at me saying like he's not good, can't shoot, takes bad shots, he's not good. whatever. Like he gives a shit. He goes out there, he works his ass off every time, Yeah, dives on the floor. Like you don't get that all the time anymore. That's important. I'm not saying he's not good. You know that. You know I think smart. But there awesome. are other people. I just, that will. <clears throat> of course, I'm just there saying. There are probably people that would get... like he's crazy. He doesn't want Jalen Brunson for that. Like, yeah. But there's like I think he cares. Like mm-hmm. you cannot put a price on that. Yeah. Well, I think it's John Collins. Million, but <laughs> I think John Collins ends up in Dallas or somewhere like that. Dallas is rumored to be interested in him and Miles Turner. So we'll see how that works out. I don't know. Uh, that'd be intriguing to say the least. Um. Before we get out of here, I did want to touch on one thing that I thought today saw today, not Celtics related. I just thought it was entertaining. I wrote an article today that said recent NBA rumors reveal the Philadelphia 76ers incompetence, I think was <laughs> what I titled it. Uh, rumors came out today that they're not interested in John Collins in a Ben Simmons deal. They're not interested in Russell Westbrook or John Wall in a deal to get them off of Harris's contract and trade Simmons. And they're not interested in Deere and Fox for Ben Simmons. How, what do they, and, and the list of players, you know, they're quote unquote waiting for is Beal, Lillard, and Shea Gilgis Alexander. I don't understand what they think I'm Simmons is I'm not trading SGH anymore. for Ben Simmons. 
if what, I'm what the Blazers, I might is do anymore? it. If I'm the Blazers, I might do it. <laughs> but they're not. My point is they're not because they've said they're building around Dame. Dame said he wants to stay there. They're not trading him right now, at least, and whatever you can wait however long. And Dame is a far superior player to Ben Simmons. Yes, my point. He's also 30, what, 4, 35, and asking for another max contract at the end of this one. Lillard? I mean, he's not that old yet, but he will be at the end of this contract. How old is Lillard right now? 32. Lillard's like 30-ish. Lillard's 31, turns 32 at the end of this season. And then he's asking for another max contract after this one that would pay him over 50 million dollars a season oh i i've been on this i've been saying like when when like he was like being thrown around with the celtics i don't want any part of that yeah he is a smaller guard not smaller like but he's a point guard that relies on athleticism to be good and he's getting up there in age i say shooting doesn't go away but athleticism sure does (laughs) i don't think Lillard relies on athleticism too much i think it's a big part of his game he has to be quick by the t- he'll be thirty four years old and, or thirty five years old and asking for another max contract, which is a bit absurd. Yeah, absolutely not. But my point is the Blazers aren't trading him. And at what point does Joel Embiid say, Daryl Morey, what the fuck? I we, like give get me more help. Once they one dip the, below like, five hundred, <laughs> when they're not, but even still, teams. like I when understand the supporting you know, players aren't playing well, like. They do I, not need Ben Simmons. They don't like. But my I point understand is, the if they gave him gave him up and got more pieces in return, then they could improve. They could be a championship level team. But like they're one hundred percent. Sixers are but fine. F- fine they, is one thing, and but, I respect the hell out of Daryl Morey for doing this. My point is, and I agree with you. The fact that Ben Simmons is sitting like whatever, you know. Obviously, you want to improve your mental health. You, you can believe it or not believe it, whatever. My point is you have one of arguably the best trade assets in the NBA. You have assets to make this team elevate it from a quote-unquote fine team, like you just said, to a championship-level team. And instead, you're going to waste three to four years of Joel Embiid's prime to prove a point? That's stupid. That's incompetent. I'm sorry. That's dumb. And it, it's fine, you know, oh, we want to wait for this player. We want to wait for this player. You're not interested in De'Aaron Fox? You're telling me that's not one of the that's best one possible assets. That's for me. Like, why would what they not go for What is wrong with you? No, no. Even I'm talk- Collins. I'm talking about I know, that. I, I know, I know. Even Collins isn't terrible. Like, even Collins, you trade Ben Simmons for, for Collins. Collins. I'm probably going to hold out for a little bit more. Because we're <laughs> well, talking like, about trading Marcus Smart for Collins. I mean. I know, but no, not just Collins, obviously. You get other pieces as well yeah. in that trade and picks. I, I'm just, I, I just think, and the fact that, you know, they're like, oh, we don't really want to, tr-, like, they're trying to throw Tobias Harris out there as well. Like, you're a mess. Like, you're just a mess. I, I'm sorry. Like, oh, wow. It, it's just. It's insane that they decided to keep Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. On that, con- I, I don't even know. I don't know if it was as simple as that. Um, I think but it kind of was. They had one max deal. And they <laughs> gave it to Tobias Harris. I know there were other internal issues, but uh, that definitely questionable decision making, to say the least. Tobias Harris uh, making thirty six million this year, thirty eight point four the next year, forty point nine the next year. Woof. Uh, there's there's nothing else to say. But uh, yeah, anything else you wanted to say before we get out of here? Uh, Zion is still fat. Did not play today. <laughs> I'm not sure he plays again. Ever? Yeah. No, I'm not joking. Like, 
literally, we talked about this last time. Tell me a player that's recovered from being fat. I don't know. And obviously, like, we've seen the pictures. Pictures are obviously deceiving, right? You remember that picture that went oh, around Harden. of uh, James, exactly, James Harden, and then he was slimmed right up. So you don't actually know. Obviously, you, you hear all the see, reports. See, the difference between Harden and Zion is, like, Harden's was all, like, in his torso. Zion has a fat face and a fat neck. <laughs> Jesus. And fat uh, arms. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, he's the type of player that could get away with being a little bit overweight. No, he can't. Number... He relies on, like, his athleticism getting hurt. <laughs> he also relies on bully ball, though. My, I'm not saying, like, grossly overweight. Like, obviously, the numbers you've heard rumored are bad. But, like, if he's, like, 280, like, fine. Like, obviously, you'd want a 6'6 guy with that sort of build to be what? He's going to hurt himself. I'm telling you. Like, <laughs> he has. He has hurt himself. Well, that, and he's he, not even playing. That's what I'm I saying. Know, he's hurting his I know, feet. I know. He's not even playing. I know. I agree. Uh, I, I think Foot problems are no joke. Play, yeah. I think s- saying he'll never play again is maybe a stretch. Um, I, I think you'll see him eventually, but I understand the the sentiment behind it at the very least. Um, but yeah, anything else? Is that? No. Um, gotcha. Would love to see some more wins from the Celtics. They have six winnable games ahead of them. Yes, they do. Yes, they do uh yeah thank you guys so much for listening let us know um if you want to hear us talk about anything else throw up a comment on one of the bannertown articles tweet at us at bannertown usa stuff like that happy to talk about any topics you guys bring up right now it's a lot of trade talk and general celtics i I don't want to say propaganda but hype right now because they're winning but you know send us some trade target ideas send us stuff to react to (laughs) there you go chicago Um, was great but they still were down a bunch of guys um anyways yeah thank you guys for listening you guys can follow me at jack simone nba follow us at bannertown usa and uh yeah go ahead sam yeah uh thank you very much for listening or watching however you are consuming this we appreciate very much we have a lot of fun making these shows we are over ten thousand total listens now which is a big milestone for us we've been doing this for almost two years now yes so uh it's starting to go up quicker the longer we do it you can follow Jack at Jack Simone NBA. You can follow Bannertown at Bannertown USA. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's our show for you. Check, check, go.